Good morning and welcome to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Good morning to all of you joining us locally by radio and streaming online. We appreciate you tuning in. Today is Sunday, November 25th, the weekend after Thanksgiving, and I'm your host, Tertsy Hertz, in studio with Matthew and Eric via phone from Odd Atheist Friends, which, due to reasons, we're going to have one at a time. (laughs) Uh, But this is an open conversation, and we welcome and encourage listener interactions with your phone calls to 952-946-6205, your emails to radio at mnatheist.org, tweet us at at Atheist Talk, or check out our Facebook page, Atheist Talk. The phone number is only available when we're live, but you can always email tweet or tweet or Facebook message or comment, whether you're listening to the podcast or when you're listening to the podcast or we're live, which actually today might be better idea. (laughs) Um, Next week, we'll be entering into the month of a long stretch of really just one holiday. For some, this is the ultimate holiday. It embodies everything that a holiday is and cannot be less than at least a month. Of course, we're talking about Christmas or Xmas, chock full of traditions that many do every year. But where did these traditions come from? Do they still have relevance in today's world? And are some traditions forgotten coming back? Matthew, you're you're up first, aren't you? I'm here. I hope. <laughs> awesome. Am I here? Yes, Hi. you are here. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Atheist Talk. Good morning, Hertzie. How are you? Good morning. I am tired. <laughs> My brother and I spent. It's a- been kind of a long weekend. Um, normally for. The tradition uh, I've developed with my wife over the years is that um, Thanksgiving is kind of like our day together because it's the day we are together as a couple. So we cook a nice meal and then, um, or as I like to call it, um, dinosaur feast day because (laughs) uh, birds are basically descended from the dinosaurs and then there's since I live in Chicago or the Chicago area, we went to the Chris Kindle market. We did a little shopping downtown, and then we spent yesterday putting up the tree, which is um, a nightmare in itself when you have three cats and they keep trying to climb the tree as you're trying to put it up. So that makes life interesting when you're trying to string lights and all that kind of stuff. See, I just so. skipped the tree. But since we're talking about traditions, do we want to talk about the tradition of the, the tree? Sure, if you wish. Awesome. I am trying to pull up a history.com article right now. I know it started in pagan times, you know, back before or maybe contemporary with Christians or slightly before, because I know it's mentioned in the Bible about don't chop down the tree and put it in your home and decorate it as those heathens do. So I find it really kind of funny that, of course, the uh, the Christians have co-opted it to and put a star on top and you know, to symbolize Jesus and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, none of it is true. Yeah. So actually I'm I'm at least skimming right now the article and interesting enough, it it doesn't go into the pagan roots, which I thought was kind of funny. Hmm. Yeah. There's lots of stuff of like, you know, what they, like what they do and what different countries do and such, but it's kind of like, huh, where is this? Great. Now I'm going to have to search another article. Oof. So, but it's kind of funny because I've had friends of mine who are still theists, at least not for a couple of years, but 
some time ago somebody had mentioned to the fact of why am I as an atheist putting up a tree? Mm-hmm. And my response was basically, why not? Because um, I used to be, as, as I say, uh, uh, a former fundamentalist jerk, although I wouldn't use the term jerk. Um, and so it's, you know, my tradition to put up a tree since I was a child and my grandparents and my parents and that kind of stuff. So, um, even if I'm, you know, it's tradition here in the United States to put one up. So why wouldn't I, whether mm-hmm. or not I believe or not, why not have the tradition? Cause you have three uh, it just cats. doesn't mean the same thing to me as I was when I was a, a former fundamentalist jerk. Yeah, I I also have cats, and so the idea of a tree is like, mm, no. I mean, also because I'm not the most holiday per- centric person. So, but oh, I like putting up the tree. I honestly hate going shopping, especially the closer we get to the Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's. I think the roads and the malls and everything are just really just overcrowded. And people are rude. See, this is why I think I, even ruder than normal. This is why I like going on places like Etsy because Etsy is great because you're you're supporting super tiny businesses. Um, admittedly, yes. Amazon, I will do that. You know, online shopping really is what I do because I don't. I hate it. I like you. I don't like the crowds. I don't like the the stuff. And the the nice part about some of those places is you can find some really unique gifts. So that's also really awesome. All right. So according to the Wikipedia, who states, who is saying that the Encyclopedia Britannica says, um, the use of evergreen trees, wreaths, and garland to symbolize internal life with a custom in ancient Egypt, Chinese, and Hebrew. Tree root was, tree worship was common among the pagans, Europeans, and survived their conversion into Christianity in the Scandinavian customs of decorating the house and barn with evergreens at the new year to scare away the, the well, okay, it says the devil, and that kind of makes me wonder, um, and setting up a tree for the birds during Christmas time. So, also in Saturnalia, houses were decorated with wreaths of evergreen plants, along with other customs that we now associate with Christmas that I'm sure we'll hit at least a couple of those later on. So really, yeah. what makes me, me interested in that is I know that Saturnalia has a lot to do with the traditions we have. I didn't realize that the evergreen was also could also be traced back to that. Yeah, it makes it really interesting, um, you know, because the evergreen tree is really common in Northern Europe. And so, yeah, I can see how when Christianity starts to make its way through Europe that they would see this and want to take it over I, you know bring the culture in and then make them your own oh yeah so i can i can see that well, i also know that in ireland at least um saint patrick he used the irish traditions and melded them and that's how he got them to move over to christianity faster so um it, oh this one also states that in poland there is an old pagan custom associated with Claudia. I probably said that wrong. Uh, of suspending a branch of fir, spruce, or pine from the ceiling 
And then it was decorated with apple nuts, cookies, colored paper, stars, ribbons, and colored wafers. And it had supposedly magical powers. Huh. <laughs> so, now, um, I've met your wife, and she's from Japan, correct? Correct. And they kind of have a cool holiday tradition, don't they? Kind of. Well, uh, most... Japanese aren't religious, or at least not in the way that Americans are. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, of course, being a global culture that we all are today with the Internet and all that kind of stuff, some of it's kind of morphed a little bit. Like, uh, there was a picture I saw of, like, a Santa Claus hanging on a cross uh, at one point um, in a Japanese store. Uh, messages are a little mixed right there, I think. Um, and so, uh, but like, um, they don't have like a, like a big Christmas dinner. Like they don't make like a turkey or something like that. They'll go to KFC and get like a big KFC meal and take it home. And so they'll, they'll substitute, you know, the, the turkey for chicken and then some sides. So yeah. And correct. Get a 20 piece bucket and chow down. And correct me if I'm wrong. Those the the you, to get this bucket of chicken and sides and such, you need to put yourself on the RSVP list early. Yes, you do. At least three months. At least three months. The earlier, the better. Okay. Uh, because they they open and it's like it's like takeout orders only. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's yeah. not a lot of people sitting around eating there in the restaurants. That is true. So, at least in the major cities. <laughs> well, that is interesting. There is a, um, there was kind of a, kind of like a curse that kind of happened once when the Hanshin Tigers, um, after they won their championship, some of their fans threw a Colonel Sanders into the Wolka River, and then they couldn't find it. <laughs> and so the curse was is that they wouldn't win another championship until they got the the uh, the Santa Claus back. And so they haven't found all of it. They still look frequently. And so I seem to think it's gone, but they've replaced it. So but that was something kind of interesting with uh, the, the, the Colonel Sanders statue that they got. They decorate them. They put them on... Um, they put, like, Santa hats and jackets and stuff on them. They really go all out. Nice. Uh, I'm just trying to think of other traditions because, admittedly, I've kind of taken myself out of the holiday a bit. Do you have a favorite cookie? Uh, believe it or not, I like uh, sugar cookies, especially when they're warm. Just out of the oven. It's like, just leave me the pan, walk away. <laughs> You don't even decorate them, though? I like to, but I'm just saying I love warm sugar cookies. It's like my wife has to slap my hands to keep me, to stop me from eating them all. All right. Well, we are going to be back in just a moment. And Matthew and I will discuss more traditions when we get back. Thank you very much and for joining us. Welcome back to Atheist Talk on AM 950. I'm your host, Hertzie Hertz, talking with Matthew from Odd Atheist Friends. 
Atheist Talk is produced with the funding from Minnesota Atheists and Cucumbers Restaurant in Edina, Minnesota. Please consider visiting our sponsors, and if you do, let them know that you appreciate their support of Atheist Talk. If you'd like to advertise on this program and help keep us on the air, please contact us at radio at mnatheist.org. As for the here and now, if you'd like to get involved in the conversation with Matthew and I this morning, you can call us at 952-946-6205, email us at radio at mnatheist.org, tweet us at at Atheist Talk, or use the Facebook page, Atheist Talk. Again, because there might be some technical issues, probably doing the internet is bestest. So, Matthew, we were talking about some traditions and the history of, and do you have, what kind of, like, traditional family things did you have with your family? Um, well, I, I don't know about a lot of people, but, like, we used to do, like, gifts, whether they be handmade or store-bought or whatever, and then we would give them out on Christmas morning. Now, I know a lot of people would do, like, Christmas Eve, but that was never us. We always did Christmas morning. And so, uh, although I know quite a few people who do do Christmas Eve instead. Yeah, we so, do. But that was always our thing. And then we always did, um, well, you know, like uh, like the garland of like the little silver balls that you buy. Um, but we also used, to, when I was a kid, we used to pop popcorn and then string popcorn and lace them around the tree. That was uh, fun for us kids when we were children to do. I've got four cousins who are within three years of age of me. So we used to do that as, as kind of an extended family. So it was always nice to hang out with the cousins and do that kind of stuff. That sounds fun. Yeah, actually, my family did a very similar thing with the gifts. It was always on Christmas morning. Um, and we could go down as early as we wanted as long as we didn't wake up mom and dad before a certain time. Absolutely. Oh, yes. We did... We did have a really cool Before thing. Before 7 o'clock, it was, you know, after 7 was okay, but 6.55, oh, no. Yeah, and then um, there was an added thing where the, oh, how did it work out? We had, because um, we, we would go to, well, not midnight mass, midnight mass, but we would go to the mass the night before, because then we didn't have to go, in the, but at least mom's excuse was then we didn't have to go in the morning. <laughs> um, and so... She would, we would do that and, oh, how did it work out? We actually got pajamas the night before, so on Christmas Eve. Okay. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, new pajamas for Christmas? That sounds kind of nice, especially when you're a kid. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. And then it kept going at least for a little while longer, and I think finally my brother and my sister and I were like, Mom, I think, I think we're old enough. Though there are times where yeah. sometimes I still miss it. <laughs> um, so what other, did you ever do Christmas caroling? You know, we did a little bit um, when I was like in junior high. So like late 80s, um, well, mid 80s. Um, we did that a little bit with my youth group that I used to go with. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was only at members' houses of people of the church. We didn't go to the public or didn't go to a street corner. And it was kind of like we'd go do a socializing thing. We'd go carol at somebody's house for a little bit, and then they'd invite us in for hot cocoa or something. So we'd do that like 
two or three times, and then about like 10 or 11 o'clock, we called it a night. Okay. So we'd probably do that like maybe once or twice before Christmas, but people are always super busy with family and that kind of stuff. So even as inclusive and as invasive as church might be, I mean, we didn't do that a whole heck of a lot, but we did do some of it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm looking, and it sounds like Christmas caroling may have also come from other places. Big surprise. Yeah, no kidding. Actually, um, Also, you know, especially winters in Chicago can be a bit nippy. And so, you know, uh, standing outside for 15, 20 minutes singing Christmas songs badly, um, it can get pretty cold. Yeah, I, I've I've done some of those up here, which, you know, let's be honest, Minnesota is going to be colder than Chicago. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was always just like, okay, we did, you know, we did layer it up as much as possible and such and just kind of go from there and see, see if we can get some good warm beverages from a few people. Um, but yes, apparently that was also something that was taken from the pagans who did lots of singing, which, you know, kind of makes sense. Um, and actually I think we talked about this when we did a, we did an episode about Halloween and we talked about how they, their people would actually walk, go around singing and we were like, huh, I wonder if that has to do with caroling. And it sounds like they did it again during, you know, solstice, which honestly makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, this talks about, um, this talks about a. I still like some. Christmas carols, but like, eh. you know, like, like jingle bells and stuff like that. But like between, you know, right after Thanksgiving, by the time Christmas comes around, I'm so glad Christmas is over with. So, um, you know, the songs just get repetitive after a while because there are very few that aren't intrinsically God related, God or religion related. And those get pretty boring after a while although i have seen listen to some good choirs sing some of the carols and i can appreciate good music whether or not i agree with the the message being appreciate you know being there i can at least appreciate good singing mm-hmm. you know and it's one of those things where like you were talking about how they get repetitive and such and that's so true because there's only i mean even if you would take in the ones that are you know more more religious and such, there's only a certain number and so many places will play them for an, an entire month. And it's like... I feel we... bad for the people who have to work there. Oh, yeah. I I worked at a bookstore for a little while and the managers who were in charge of the music said, we are doing it from this date until this date and not a second more. It is the least amount of time that we are able to do within the corporate rules. <laughs> <laughs> So like the week before Christmas? Oh no, actually it was actually it was like the day before th- the day after Thanksgiving until the day after Christmas. The day after Christmas we stopped completely and they did so e- each area had about 5 CDs that you were supposed to, you know, kind of put on random and they're like and we are putting the least number of these CDs in. So, I think there was maybe like 3 CDs in each. <laughs> Because it was like, what's the least amount we can do? Because we're already getting all of these songs stuck in our heads. We don't need the same five or six songs done two different ways. Yeah. 
I can appreciate that. Although last Christmas for my company had a uh, Christmas get together, mm-hmm. I went onto YouTube and YouTubed heavy metal Christmas songs on uh, like a a playlist and hit play. Nice. I'm like, it's Christmas music. All right, so I just have one last question before we let you go, Matthew. What is sure. your view on eggnog? I like it if it's good eggnog. All right. Robot eggnog is crap, but homemade with a good whiskey, too? Yeah. All right, well, we're going to let you go, and we'll be back with Eric from Odd Atheist Friends. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Hertzie. Have a good one. You, too. Thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF. I'm your host, host Hertzie Hertz, and we're having what I would classify as a fascinating conversation with the two odd atheist friends, though we're doing it separately for reasons. Um, but we had Matthew on for the first two segments, and now we'll have Eric. If you'd like to get involved with the conversation, because we're talking about holiday traditions and trying to kind of go through the history of... You can call us at 952-946-6205, email us at radio at mnatheist.org, or tweet us at at Atheist Talk, or check out our Facebook page. Before we continue this conversation, there's a bit of housekeeping I need to attend to. I want to note our group of dedicated volunteers and the generous donations of you, our listeners. You help keep Atheist Talk on the air and in podcast form. And I'd also like to donate. note our, donate, our patrons, because it is Thanksgiving and I'm feeling, well thankful. So I'm just going to read off our list here quick. We have Ryan, Matthew and Nancy, Ross, Anne, Marissa, Jean, Jeff, Leslie, Art, Larry Yellingman, Steve Shives, Carl, Denise, Ryan, Carissa, Jackie, Maddie, Deborah, Freethinker215, Olivia, Virilian, and Susie. Thank you all for being patrons of the show. And we hope that we're fulfilling at least your your love of our show. Um, but if you want to join those wonderful names, you can check out us out at www.patreon.com slash Atheist Talk. We also have a radio fund page, which you can find on the Minnesota Atheist website, where I know we have such awesome donors as Steve, August, Cynthia, and more, who I'm sorry if I missed your name. Minnesota Atheist is a 501c3 tax-deductible organization. We could not do this show without you, and we deeply, deeply appreciate your support. Music for Atheist Talk is by composer and member Brent Michael Davis and is used with permission. Please note all opinions are the guests and host only and do not necessarily reflect those of the Minnesota Atheist organization. Now let's get back to our conversation with Eric. Eric, welcome to Atheist Talk. Hi, Hersey. How are you? Good. Eric, you have recently moved to the frozen tundra, haven't you? Yes, I'm actually in the same state as you right now. I know. One of us. One of us. (laughs) Well, I'm going to be frozen here and I won't be able to leave, so that's the trick. That is our trick. That is our trick. And then in the summer, you'll be like, oh, this isn't so bad. (laughs) I don't believe you. Well, it can't get any warmer than where you were before. That's true, but I'll just keep remembering how cold it is in the winter. I'm already <laughs> freezing, and it's not even bad. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we were talking. I made a choice. Yes, but your choice brings us closer to brings us closer together, Eric. All right. In the Christmas spirit. Uh yeah, we can use those words. <laughs> 
So what kind of Christmas traditions did you have? Because you're, you were, are you from the South? Uh, yes, I'm from the South. I'm from North Carolina. I was born and raised and lived for a long time. So have you noted any differences in tradition between the two, the two areas? Uh, well, I haven't had my first Christmas up here yet, so hard uh, to say. Well, it's starting, but, I mean. But, well, so I'm going to be living in North Dakota, and I can say that North Dakota is basically cold North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> there is country music everywhere. I think there's more country music in North Dakota, and... So, basically, the tradition we would have is very, I guess, American or maybe worldwide, but we would just, you know, go to my grandma's house and have dinner, and I would get jesus at and <laughs> questioned and all of the fun stuff, and I would have my eyes open when everybody else was praying before we ate, you know, so, so, so pretty standard. I was going to say, so you're saying that you want to be adopted this Christmas because you can you can come do Christmas with us, with my family. Yes. Yeah, I need to be adopted somewhere. <laughs> Great. We'll fill out the paperwork and when we're done with the show. <laughs> or at least, Thank you. Or at least, you know, you can just come over for Christmas this year. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Awesome. All right. Well, we were... We were. I know that we were in the Facebook chat, and you mentioned something about where was it about trolls? Yes. So, are you talking about I trolls on the to, internet? Um, well, I went to Iceland a couple of years ago. Oh, jealous! Yeah, it's the best place ever. Uh, you should definitely go. Really beautiful. Also cold. I, what's wrong with me? I don't know, but. So I went in the summer and they were talking about their Christmas traditions because that's how much they love them or I don't know. But <laughs> it's pretty cool because they have this ogress mother. She's like an ogre and she has 13 troll sons and the parents in Iceland will scare their children um, into behaving before Christmas by saying that the ogres will come and eat them if they're naughty. But if they're good, then they can't be eaten. And the 13 troll signs are all really weird, and they start on December 12th, and they come and leave something in the kids' shoes every night. Yeah, Chris Kringle. If they were good or bad. Isn't that kind of a Chris Kringle thing? Kind of, yeah. Um, but all the trolls are, like, weird and bad. There's one that is the sheep harasser, and there's one that's the spoon licker and the pot licker and the sausage swiper. The sausage swiper? The sausage <laughs> swiper. <laughs> he hides in the rafters and snatches sausages that are being smoked. <laughs> Yep, Sam and I are trying not to laugh too hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, after that one, there's the window peeper. He keeps in your window looking for things to steal. 
And then after that one is the doorway sniffer who has an abnormally large nose and he uses it to locate food. And then after that one, there's the guy, the troll with the meat hook. And he's called Meat Hook and he uses a hook to steal meat. I'm thinking that last one was, was maybe inspiration for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Based off of this picture I'm looking at of him, it's pretty terrifying. <laughs> I mean, they kind of remind me of the whole Krampus thing from, from the Alps. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because Krampus will come, and if you're bad, he'll come and he'll whip you. And if you're really bad, he'll take you away. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, the the troll mom will do that, and she will boil you alive. But you are allowed to repent, and then she can't do that. So, well, that, I was gonna say, how is that different than than Jeebus? Then I, they look cool. I don't know. Okay, I will give you that. They probably look cooler. <laughs> so, in the south, did you ever do any caroling? Because that was something that Matthew and I were talking about. So I wasn't much of a churchgoer, but I know everyone that went to church was big on both singing in church and caroling. That makes sense. But I, I never went caroling, which is probably for the best. I can't sing. I was just thinking, like, it, it, in the Carolinas, you could probably go caroling for a lot longer than you could here. Oh, yeah. We hardly ever get snow by December. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure if I went there in the middle of January, I'd be still in, like, shorts and a t-shirt going, wait, this is it? <laughs> yeah, probably. I still, I, I've taken my coat out once so far, and that was because I got a flat tire and had to wait for AAA. And then well, I was out of the car while they were changing the tire. You're better than me. I'm, I'm freezing. I don't know what to do. But I will say, now that we had... It got up to like 40 degrees and I was very warm and celebrating. So that was nice. <laughs> See, that that's the thing is, is you get used to it. I've, I've lived in Minnesota all my life, so it's, it's, it's just different. <laughs> I also reject yeah. the cold. So there's another fun Icelandic tradition or Ooh. folklore. Do tell, do tell. It's called the Christmas cat. I'm liking this and, already. Um, it, if you don't receive a new piece of clothing for Christmas, you will be in mortal danger, and the enormous black cat that prowls Iceland on Christmas Eve will eat you if you do not follow that rule. Wait, wait, say that again? If you do not receive a new piece of clothing for Christmas, which is traditionally they'll give it to you on Christmas Eve, um, the cat will eat you. The cat will eat you if you don't get socks. Yes. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. It, it's weird. It just makes me think they had too many people complaining about getting clothing every year. And we're just like, okay, you know what? Nobody can complain anymore. Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I've, have we run out of traditions? Well, what what do you do up 
here in the great white north. (laughs) Uh, I was going to say, first off, we're not... Well, yeah, okay. Um, (laughs) Oh, gosh, what do we do? We do shoveling. We do lots of shoveling. Um, Sam, what do you do? (laughs) Oh, thinking. Um, (laughs) Thinking. (laughs) Let's see, I know... Like, okay, so when my parents were Catholic, uh, like, we went to the Mass, and then we did presents, we did, you know, grandparent stuff, and my grandparents are, not as many of them are around, so I don't know exactly how we're going to handle that this year. My sister's coming into town, though, so, you know, there'll be mom and dad being the grandparents, and, you know, my brother and I being aunt and uncle, um... Gosh, but really the biggest thing we do is Christmas Eve, we get together, we have really bad for you appetizers, including those ham, cream cheese, pickle, roll up things. And we play board games. I, I know. Oh, yeah. I know this is the atheist podcast here, but I, I grew up also as a Christian. So advent calendars was one. Yes. Thing. And as an adult version of that, I'm thinking like maybe I could have like. Shots of whiskey or something. They, <laughs> One they for act- every day. <laughs> they actually make those. I'm pretty sure with the the liquor in, with oh, booze great. in it. Amazing. I, um, I was gonna say, I, you know, you just reminded me. We did. Um, we actually did a lot, a fair amount for Advent. We would do an Advent wreath every night, and every night we would sing the first verse or the refrain or the first verse of "O Come, O Come, Emmanuel," and then on Sundays we would sing all the verses up to where we needed to be. I don't know if that's a Minnesota tradition or just kind of a Catholic thing. <laughs> All right. Well, we will come right back after these messages to Atheist Talk on KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Welcome back to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned in to Atheist Talk. I'm your host, Hertzy Hertz, in studio with Eric from Odd Atheist Friends on the line. This is our final segment with the Odd Atheist Friends. If you're curious about Minnesota Atheists, you can check out the Minnesota Atheist website. We have previous episodes. You can browse articles, book reviews, and peruse the calendar of upcoming events. You can also sign up for the Atheist Weekly email, which will give you links to the upcoming events. And we always have a ton of activities going on around the Twin Cities and the outlying suburbs. For example, next week we'll have our monthly Cucumbers Brunch. On December 15th, we are having the absolutely amazing Solstice Dinner. I'm completely not biased on that. Uh, But we will have regular guest David Gamet coming in to perform as a mentalist for us, as well as a delicious dinner. And there's going to be some fun announcements from the board. Uh, We also have a War on Christmas episode coming up here pretty soon that we are working on. And Eric, I I was going to totally tell you and Matthew this in the chat, but I'll surprise you online and say, uh, yeah, you two are totally invited to join in on that. Uh, Oh, thank you. Oh, yes. When I I expand is what we're doing, I'm sure you guys will be awesome. We'll love it. Uh, But... Keep an eye out on the Facebook and the Twitter for more information on that. And if you want to sign up for the Solstice Dinner, you can do so at our Meetup page. If you enjoy the show and all that Minnesota Atheist has to offer, be do consider becoming a member of Minnesota Atheist while you're on the website. Membership has some great perks. Check out the hows and the whys on the website. Now back to our conversation with Eric. 
So, Eric, have you? Been, I'm guessing you've been on Facebook recently. A few times. A few times. Well, I was looking online last night, and Secular Soups, uh, the wonderful Etsy page, posted that they have a tree topper, a flying spaghetti monster tree topper. Oh, that sounds really awesome. It is. It comes in two different styles, and I may have already got one because it's awesome. So if you're interested in looking for something to top your top your tree that's not an angel, check them out. They it, it's actually and it's really reasonably priced too. It is like super reasonably priced. I think it's like twenty five bucks. That makes me want to make like a an atheist offer. I don't know what that would be, but is the flying spaghetti monster not atheist enough for you? Um, no. I needed to scream atheist. You needed to scream atheist. So maybe like a giant red A? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, so in the chat, you were talking about some stuff that you wanted to, to talk about. And one of them was something about an elephant. Oh. Um, well... So another tradition, I suppose, that we do um, back home in the South is we do uh, white elephant gifts, but we call them dirty Santa gifts, which is not, I don't know if that's universally known, but I've heard it's not. So anyway, it's the same thing. Um, And yeah, I always like giving really awful gifts. It's my favorite thing. And last year, I did all of my gifts in reusable shopping bags, which I told the person that they could keep or they could give back to me. <laughs> That's actually a really smart idea. I like that. I might steal that. It is really smart. People think you're being lazy and, and rude and whatever, but I'm not wasting wrapping paper and you can use it if you want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and you don't have to wrap, oh, those, which is A+. plus. That's definitely nice. Yeah, um... They, at at risk of this filling up even faster than it normally does, there is a white elephant gift party that the Minnesota on the Minnesota Atheists meetup. So maybe I'll have to tell you when that goes up so you can join us. Yeah, and then you'll know who's brought the one in the reusable shopping bag. But minor details, minor details. <laughs> Typically, all the no, now everybody. Everybody has to do that now. So. Oh, yeah. Hear that, Caroline? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so here's a big question because I know that this is going to be a, a potential fight between the two of us because Matthew agrees with me on this. Eggnog. Is it not a, a fan? Not a fan. What What is wrong with eggnog? Um, everything. I'm not a big fan of alcohol and i'm not a big fan of dairy so wait you'd have to have soy eggnog um yeah i don't really drink milk and i don't know i don't like the spices or whatever goes in it it's all wrong for me what about wait what about ice cream do you do ice cream ice cream is okay i don't do it a lot I don't even know you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I love cookies, though. Cookies are my favorite. I'll do cookies all day. Okay, what's your favorite kind of Christmas cookie? 
or holiday cookie or whatever you want to call it? Uh, my favorite kind that I like to make in the holidays is um, it's like a butterscotch cookie. So I brown a bunch of butter and then put in a bunch of brown sugar and then all the stuff to make cookies and roll it out and then roll it in more brown sugar and then top it with uh, sea salt and bake it. And it's just my favorite cookie ever. So this is like diabetes in cookie form. <laughs> yes, it's great for the holidays. It's so good. Yeah, my uh, my favorite is called a Santa's Whisker, and it's a sugar cookie recipe. And then you take chopped walnuts and chopped candied cherries, and you put it in the mixture, and you roll it into a log. And then you're supposed to roll it in coconut, and then you bake it, and you slice and bake. And the coconut's kind of like the whiskers of Santa. Oh, I like it. Yes. I don't always do the, the coconut on the edge because I'm not the biggest fan of coconut, but it's delicious. <laughs> so we're going to have a cookie party this Christmas is what you're saying. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Sam, you want in on that? <laughs> Sounds pretty tasty. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite cookie? <laughs> I think I just like the traditional like cookies, Christmas cookies that you put like the, the frosting on or whatever. Sugar cookies? Yeah, just the, the cheap Sugary frosting is really my favorite part. <laughs> uh, I, uh, it's been so long since I've done that. And I've watched so many baking shows. I don't know if I could do it anymore. Because I'd be like, okay, where's the, I need to make royal icing. And then I'm going to try and actually do a good job with piping. And it'll just be a mess. <laughs> I used to just have the worst looking ones. But they all taste the same. So as long as you get a good amount of frosting on there, then I don't I don't care how it looks. <laughs> Did you ever decorate cookies, Eric? Yeah, when I was a little kid. Yeah, I have a feeling. It's my, a good thing. I like it's fun. I have a feeling. I have a feeling my mom is going to bring that back with with the nibbling coming in. I don't think anyone's ever too old to decorate cookies. Oh no, no. it's okay. No, like I said, I'm just going to be all like, I want a piping bag this year. <laughs> there you go. Uh, too much British baking show. All right. So, wait, so in the South, do you do a evergreen tree or do you do a palm tree? Oh, my gosh. We do an evergreen tree. Hey, I don't know what goes down there. I'm not in Florida. Well, you got a good point there. But we're, that is all for this week. But thank you for tuning into Atheist Talk. We'd love to have you join us next Sunday, which should be another exciting episode. I'm proud to be on the air with Minnesota Atheists, and I hope you've enjoyed the show. The show depends on your generous support of our members, our sponsors, and donors. Thank you very much, and see you next week.